Joining me for the conversation today on Lincoln Live is Lincoln Police Chief Teresa Ewens. Chief, good to have you back in. Good morning. Uh, let's start with pay raises. That brings a smile to officers' face. Bring a smile to anybody's face when you say you're getting a raise. Uh, Lincoln police officers are set to become the highest paid in the state, 17.5% incremental salary increases over the term of the three-year contract. Tell me what that does for a law enforcement agency. It just reaffirms their hard work. Um, you know, I've been talking about it for a while. Uh, most of us have been. Um, that they do they do very hard work. And it's, it's great to be able to support them and, and show them how much we do appreciate them um, for their work every single day. That at times goes completely unnoticed by most, but they're really risking their lives and they're out there for the community and solving crimes and you know most people don't don't know that you know when we have a homicide or something that's very serious it's it's a it's a effort by everyone you know from patrol to investigations uh the county attorney and to to solve that crime and get people in custody and they're very good at it and so you know when it rises to that level we're very serious about bringing those people in so for public safety i mean we can't have those people out there think about that listeners if you came to work the next day and you were the highest paid shoe salesman in the state if i'm the mm-hmm. highest paid radio guy in the state just think psychologically how that just lifts you off the ground a little bit higher it does because it reaffirms the fact that you know when we say that they're generalists and they do more than any other um, normal police officer in the state um, it is true and they deserve that uh, you know it goes it goes up and down right so Omaha will open their contract up at whenever they it's time for them to do that then they'll be the highest paid but we can't chase that highest paid you know category all the time but I do feel that right now in the situation we have we're trying to uh, be competitive with other jurisdictions trying to find people to come into law enforcement and it puts us in a position to to say hey we understand and we want the best we want the best it's that it's that simple who's your competition is it other law enforcement agencies or is it the private sector um really both but in law enforcement I mean, because we're also talking about people that are new to the career, but also laterals. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we feel is the competition is across the country. People will come to Nebraska. People go to California. People go to other states um, for cost of living, um, salary, benefits. That's what they're looking for. Good school district, which Lincoln has. You know, it's really important for people to have have everything because, you know, family is is the key part for most for most individuals or people that are planning a family. You know, what are the benefits? And so um, if people are passionate about coming in this career, I think we we've made a statement with this. I think the city has made a statement with this. What gets my attention is when good officers or administrators leave to go into the private sector. That's really what I meant. Not that you're competing with them for your positions, yeah. but when they entice mm. LPD people away, or LSO people away, or right. NSP people away. Well, we all know that um, you know the unemployment rate is at an all-time low. Um, we have more jobs than we have people to fill those positions. And that's, again, across the country. Uh, 
And so, sure, I mean, there's there's a lot of enticements out there. I mean, but people that come in law enforcement or even fire, um, you're passionate about helping others. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference. You can't necessarily do that in the private sector. I mean, there's very few jobs you can do that. And it's so, the servant's heart. It is. It is. It keeps you going, gets you up every morning. Police Chief Teresa Ewan's with me here on Lincoln Live. You and Assistant C uh, Chief Stilley mm -hmm. both went before the school board last month to talk about LPD's training and commitment to school safety. And I recall you telling board members regarding school safety, it's, it's very difficult for people to talk about. What did you mean by that? Because it's the safety of our children. Um, you know, people want to, for a long time, you know, people want to um, think that safety, they don't want to talk about safety because they want to believe it's already, it already exists. And it's, but it's, a, it's work. It is absolute work when you, when you talk about school safety. That's why it's so imper imperative to have SROs because they're not only mentors for kids, but they're also an eye. And it's not just SROs that do the hard work. It's also the school district. And it's, it, that partnership is, um, is incredibly important. And I do believe that they see that. Joe Wright is, is the person that we liaison with. And, and he is a phenomenal partner um, in this. And he understands you know, the working relationship. If there was any issue, it would come to us right away. We wouldn't. You know, it, it, it's something that um, time is, is very, very important. We react immediately. We don't wait on it. We don't sit on it. Um, we evaluate it and see what the threat is. And so it's, it's this working relationship that has really been phenomenal. I, I've seen it in the last year, and it really does work. Joe wore a badge for many years. I still catch yeah. myself calling him Captain Wright every so often, yeah. formerly from the police department. I forwarded you an article uh, out of North Carolina, mm -hmm. Madison County, North Carolina. Six schools in that county, 2,600 students, following the Uvalde, Texas shooting at Robb Elementary on May 24th. The sheriff of Madison County in North Carolina announced each school will have an AR-15 rifle in emergency safes on school grounds. Has that ever been up for discussion? Maybe not an AR-15, but weapons in schools, guns in schools. Any uh, on the table during school safety discussions while, while you're here, while you've been here? Th that has not been a subject. Um, I, will, I will tell you something to think about. So uh, 40 caliber goes through how many um, sheets of through walls, how many? How many? How many? Do you I think? couldn't tell you a forty caliber from a ten caliber. If it was it goes on through this rooms. Counter. Okay, you, you can multiple you can, rooms. Yeah, and that's just a forty caliber. And I'm not an expert at guns. Don't don't get me wrong, but we hear about sheet nine rock, millimeters it, more. They often. told me it was about eight goes through, right? So, okay. you know, the, when you talk about an AR, um, that is a military weapon, or you know, something that a tool that's used by by law enforcement. And, you know, you don't want it just sitting in a school. You better have the security measures in place so when someone goes to steal that, um, you're then not held responsible for when whoever uses that is going to kill someone. You know, I don't think it's the responsible direction, um, if I could be quite frank about it. Um, but, you know, 
people want this quick measure to, to fix a, a, a problem, um, but they're not looking at the totality of the circumstances. You know, better training, better security. You know, Joe Wright has a everyone's looking at his structure and how he's put things together. It's like, why aren't you looking at that? Why aren't you looking at other alternatives other than arming everyone? Because that's just a recipe for disaster. So I get your sense there's a greater danger from the inside out having an AR inside rather than from the outside in. Yeah. Getting it yeah. stolen. Someone well, lack of training. Robbing. I mean, we've talked about this when it came to the CCW conversation, mm. the carry concealed, um, is that what training will there be? Our officers go shoot all the time. You know, that is training, updated training, you know, when it comes to movement. You know, you don't just stand there and start shooting. You actually have to do, you have to be aware and you have to see what the backdrop is and you have to understand what you're shooting at. You know, are you can shoot at another person that's trying to intervene in a crime? Or are you gonna intervene when, you know, police officers are doing their job because you you think that they're doing something bad. I mean, you have to think this entire thing through instead of making these quick reactions. I have a firearms instructor that I will be talking to here mm -hmm. a little bit later on in one of my shows, and I'm anxious to okay. hear her perspective yeah. on how often you should train, whether you train differently as a person that concealed carries as opposed to just a gun that you want to have at home. Yeah. as a collector. So yeah. that'll be an interesting conversation. That's coming up. Uh, it's going on two weeks since two Lincoln men were arrested for allegedly beating, burning, and branding a, a male and a female in a very gruesome act of violence at a North Lincoln warehouse on July 28th. Uh, two men arrested, both from the Lincoln area, one from Hickman, one from Lincoln, caught in Rapid City, South Dakota. What was all this about? Well, you know, I can't give you details, but... Uh, <laughs> what can you tell me? What I can tell you is there there was um, a relationship there. Um, it just, Be obviously, between the victims and the suspects? They knew each other. Okay. Yes. Um, well, the one male victim that was that was branded. Uh, and, you know, it's it was a disagreement, and I, I couldn't even... I couldn't even explain to you why they did what they did. I mean, that's... That is at a different level altogether. And I know it's shocking for some people, but uh, there are people out there that, you know, think that this is appropriate for some odd reason. But, you know, the, it'll come out in the investigation even further. I mean, there, it's, on, it's ongoing. I mean, obviously, there's a lot involved in this. It's already, it's already been reported it was connected to an apparent retaliation of an alleged burglary. Just letting you know that's out there already. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Teresa Ewan's Lincoln's police chief. Before we run out of time, which is coming up, uh, 51 days from today, the LPD contract with the bridge ends. Yes. For more than 40 years, the bridge behavioral health has been a place for law enforcement agencies to take drunk and drugged people that police feel are a danger to themselves and others where jail is not appropriate. I believe I heard you say something to the effect that this affords an opportunity to do it the right way. What did you mean by that? So first of all, Lincoln, uh, I think, is is really at the forefront of dealing with the situation of being intoxicated or, or high um, and not, you know, incarcerating everybody. Uh, I think that is a great step that was done years ago. 
Uh, the bridge has been a very good partner. Um, but now that they're choosing not to provide the service any longer, what we're doing is is looking at it in, with a different lens. Wraparound services we feel is very important because we want to get them constantly in contact of, you know, is there, if you're a person that has a, an issue, how do you how do you deal with that? What is it? Where can you go? You know, it takes people a long time to, to make that decision, but if you're always in contact with us and, and going through this process and you're always going to have that conversation and opportunity uh, to go into a program or whether in inpatient or outpatient, I think these evaluations are really important done by whoever is going to be running um, the, the facility. And so it does give us an opportunity. It gives an opportunity to, as I often say raise the bar in in how we're doing things and it's about partnership and that's that's huge between the county and the city and trying to to come up with solutions as opposed to just put a band-aid we could have just sent everyone to jail mm -hmm. that would have been easy that's what easy. a lot of communities do yeah that's the easy button right let's just incarcerate them and and that's just not the answer and so we want to be better and so we believe that we're creating a, a great system i got the sense that you were pleasantly pleased to see a, a service like this when you came from Absolutely. San Francisco. I, yeah, I do. Because you don't, you know, when you pull somebody over and you're there for their, most likely for some people, the worst moment in, in their lives of being um, pulled over in DUI by a police officer and you think that your world is, is crashing down, right? And it's you're going you're going to go to a facility where you're going to have an honest conversation with people that are not law enforcement but you know you're going to be treated with respect and and you're going to be able to to really work through whatever issue that you have um, that brought you to that moment um, but you know I do I am I am pleased that we are moving forward and everyone's jumping in to to really help and we're out of time good conversations always go fast thanks to having me Police Chief Teresa Ewens joining me on Lincoln Live.